hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Break the Cycle with me, your host, Joshua Smith. I hope everyone's having a wonderful Thursday. It is Thursday. It is he keeps Thursday. getting it right. We got it right. This thirsty time. Thursday. Thirsty, thirsty Thursday. Mm-hmm. I am excited uh, to be home. It was a mm-hmm. wild whirlwind trip to West Virginia and Virginia and Maryland. I had to oh, yeah. all three of them pretty much. So uh, happy to be home. I'm exhausted. Very, very tired. If you guys have been following along, you know that I... Uh, had the great honor of going on Timcast in real life yesterday evening. Uh, man, it's got, it was a fun, it was a fun shot, man. I had a good time. It was, like I said, whirlwind. I mean, 24 hours, I was, in 24 hours, I was on the plane there, do the show, slept, and back home in 24 hours, pretty much. Pretty close, so. It's crazy. Yeah. Did you see Under the Beanie? Huh? Did you see no. Under His Beanie? No, Tim doesn't take his beanie. Oh, man. It's just grafted to his skull. No, his no, no, he, he admitted it on the show. I've only heard it a few times, and I, it was last... You were on one of the shows where he talked about it briefly. Yeah. yeah. He was like, yeah, I'm bold. Yeah, he knows he's bold. I got it. Yeah. Don't yeah. so make fun of him. Doesn't, doesn't oh, no. Yeah, I'm not making fun of him. Yeah. I no, just, I mean, I've uh, just never seen it. Clown him, he, he doesn't give a shit. No, he doesn't care. Well, there's a, there's a great meme that uses him. I don't know if it's an actual picture of him without the beanie or if it's just photoshopped, but it's just like breaking the worst person you know made a great point. Oh, yeah. That, that's not actually Tim Pool. That's not a picture of Tim Pool. Oh, that's not oh. Tim Pool? No, it's just some random dude from the internet. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was Tim Pool photoshopped without the beanie. No. You got Tim Pool Rickrolled. No, it's just it's just me. It's just some random dude from the internet. So, uh, But yeah, it was a blast. We'll talk more about it for sure. I, uh, I It's actually I my cousin from Iowa City. I'm, I'm very excited. I, I have taken some shots at TimCast in my in my career as a podcaster, but not mean ones. Just like, well, if you don't like TimCast, we have a good platform over here that's kind of like that. But, you know, we let our guests speak a lot. Oh, yeah. But Tim oh, is yeah. the nicest guy, dude. That was like, a good show. He was very, very, very nice. He's like a very nice guy. And and Ian, for as much hate as he gets, is the most kind-hearted dude I've ever met. Like, just super sweet. Like a sweetheart. I'd love to meet him. I love it. Yeah. And then, of course, Phil has been my buddy for a long time. I've been listening to his band for years. We, I think we opened for him once in San Francisco, even. So uh, he's, uh, it was nice to hang out with him. And uh, man, that the castle's cool. Everything's cool there. Tim Cass is a, is a great place for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, go check out toplobster.com, the man, the myth, the legend, my good friend and partner on Break Cycle, where you can get this great wear the mask Joe Biden shirt that you see me wearing tonight by using BTC at checkout for a 10% discount. Or you can join the Patreon, subscribe, start, become a member of the YouTube channel under all of our videos by hitting the join link. Where you can get into a private Discord server. Uh, well, you get to talk to, to Ryan a lot, at least. I try. I try to pop in from time to time. Um, of course, we're running the campaign Discord server right now too, so that's a lot of work. Um, and uh, you can get all the top lobster gear up to two weeks before it goes to the general public at a thirty percent discount. If he ever throws any more up there, I did. I did message him about it a couple of days ago. We'll see if we can get some more top gear, some new top gear out. I need new top gear. He even commented on this shirt when mm-hmm. I took a picture of it. And he says, man, that shirt's uh, seen better days. I'm like, yeah, dude, all my all only shirts I wear anymore are like top lobster gear. Of course, yeah. you got the uh, you got Ryan tonight with the uh, wood chipper go burr shirt in in salmon. We'll call it salmon, but it's really like powder pink. Yes, it is. The, the pedo eater 2020, the pedo, the pedo eater 2020. Uh, and we are supposed Pink-tourist to have a guest only. on tonight. Mr. Derek Bros. We're just waiting for him to show up. If he doesn't show up, we'll just uh, we'll talk about uh, frozen turtle Mitch Fetterman. Yes. And uh course we'll talk about the trump stuff because that's pretty wild um and uh we'll we'll talk about the crazy conspiracy theory with joe biden that we talked about last night on timcast because we want to further uh evaluate that situation yeah with a little a little trip from joe biden to the to the uh eastern europe and see how that works we um, should also talk about the, the 
awful, horrific, unthinkable Gadsden yes. flag oh, yeah. patch we'll be talking about in that. school. How yes. dare you we'll be talking bring about that, that on and, these hollowed and, halls? And I will say that uh, last night, speaking with Phil about that, uh, oh, you want to? Yeah, he's, yeah. Got, he's got it on his back. It's very scary. Yeah, you can't go to school, buddy. Yeah, it's from slavery. No school ah! for you. Yeah, you. You racist, That's a you slave snake. Yeah, if you look closely, there's a little chain around the bottom. He can't move. He's, yeah, it's he's a chained. slave snake. Yeah, don't tread on me. Totally means slavery. One hundred percent. No, uh, it's it's a crazy story. And but Phil had a really last night when I was talking with Phil, he had a really good uh, uh, view on that, which is kind of it's kind of something that I didn't really think about. But before we get too far in, let's check in with my co-host, Mr. Ryan Kurtz. Sir, how are you doing tonight? I am doing quite well. I. While people were waiting for the show, I saw we got some Yep Cocks. Yeah, I got. Can we get some more Yep Cocks? Yeah, drop just spam Yep Cocks from actual Yep Cocks. There was an actual Yep Cocks at the very beginning. Yeah, there were. Let's see. Let's see. It might have been Joe the OP and JC for sure. It was Jay Thorow, buddy, the 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 great Bitcoin guy. I love him. Yeah, great. AJ, how are we doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. Vax free, Chinese balloon free, and mostly white. Yeah. Oh, they're saying there's an echo. There. Oh. I got desk off. Yeah, I think I think I messed with the uh, limiter on the on the um somehow I messed up the limiter on the focus right. So I gotta figure out how to fix that. I don't know if I can do it on the fly. I probably could. An echo? Let's see. Yeah, because I've been I've been recording the audiobook. I've been recording an audiobook oh, for right. uh, Dave Benner. Um You're about done with that, right? Oh man. I'm I, I'm gonna have it done by the eleventh. That's the goal. Uh, I did give a good shout out for him. I think he sold some books yeah. today because I shouted out. To that's the, true. That's true. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully he's not too mad. I, I yeah, he did the, shout him out on Tim Pool. I but, messed with the, so. the threshold on on the on the uh, noise gate or so, or something. I don't remember what I messed up, but I messed up something. I think you're supposed to turn it off, right? No, it, it's the threshold, the open threshold, and the and the uh, closed threshold on the. Uh, noise gate i had to mess with it because it was like cutting off the beginning and end of my words when i was trying to record the pot uh, oh, shit. book okay and but it worked fine on the podcast because we're loud yeah uh, but i had to turn it down and i don't remember what i i don't remember what i had it on unfortunately so Uh-oh. Um, i'm trying to i'm trying to figure it out here let's see yeah. while he does that can you guys give the show a like it really helps us in the algorithm and helps uh push this show out to more people which we would like to do because Josh was on Timcast yesterday, and we would like to be just as big or bigger than Timcast. You know, be a great alternative to them. Yeah, I don't know. The closed threshold is weird. The open threshold. Here, go talk into the mic. You talk. Hello. Oh, me? You want me? Josh actually wants me to talk, guys. This is this is like a breaking revelation for the show. Normally, he's telling me to shut up. Talk some more. This is what happens when chat GPT no, yeah, is just randomly. Okay. <laughs> Wait, this is, this is a strange turn of events. He's telling AJ to shut up instead of me. Keep talking. Oh, God, I'm not used to being able to talk this long. Stop talking. Hey, start talking. Okay. Uh, homeschool your children. Let's, let's start there. Uh, I mean... What do I? I think we got what? Rid of okay. I think okay. We got He's rid of got it. I, I. Yeah. I. I'm. I'm not used to being put on the spot like that. It's, it's uh-huh. weird. I normally just like jump in and autistically rant about yes. something. We're not for on the focus seconds. right now. When when you're speaking, we're not getting we're not getting audio. So that's good. 
AJ, mm-hmm. you speak now. Check, check, yes, one, two, check, think, one, two. Let us know if we still have a bad echo in there. If we All do, right. we'll get it fixed. But I think it's I think we're better than where we were. Uh, so yeah, man, Tim Tim Cast was insane. Uh, the man's got it was they, surreal. They call it a castle, and it and it's a castle. What? It's legit. There's a skate park in the basement with a basketball court in the skate park, and then underneath the ramp, there's like a hidden video game dungeon underneath one of the ramps, which was really cool. And then there's like a whole like cool chill area with couches and TVs and a, a full bar and like uh, drum sets and bass guitars and stuff. And then you go up two flights of stairs to get into the studio. And there's like a whole nother house on the second floor. It's like a Willy Wonka house. That I think Ian lives in. They have like 90 chickens in the backyard. They have like a whole chicken oh, city. Oh yeah, chicken city. Yeah, chicken yep. city. I'm familiar. Uh, and uh man it was so cool and like you know i i don't really i've never met tim in real life yeah and and i just see like chat comments and shit all the time and um man he's just such a cool down-to-earth like cool guy and he gets a lot of hate and ian too gets a lot of hate oh yeah and like ian's wrong about a lot of things but i think that's the whole point of him being on the show like abortion he's supposed to be yeah the the after show was rough but (laughs) um i think that's the whole point of it is that like we're supposed to have like a, a countering viewpoint and that's what Ian's there for. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like he gets a lot of hate because a lot of the audience is really conservative and he's not, he's not a conservative. And well, you get to see guys disagree, have a little fight, like it gets a little heated and then nobody goes to instant violence. No. Nobody pulls a gun. Nobody freaks out and leaves and rage quits. They just go, Oh, okay. You're wrong about that. And then they move on to the next thing. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah and I mean, he, Ian just talks about some of the most out of pocket shit. It, it's great. He's like you, buddy. <laughs> You're the I, Ian. I mean, yeah, he's except he's except I'm not wrong nearly as much. You're wrong. I just talk about. Show, buddy. <laughs> I just I just talk about out of pocket shit. I do I do I do. Uh, they fight like like Tim and and Ian definitely argue, and it gets pretty yes. heated. And uh, we don't really get that heated in here. No, uh, no, we don't get to heat it. But like, you're like, fam- you guys are like family, though. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, you guys come over and hang out with my kids and eat dinner. Well, AJ, I've never seen AJ, AJ eat no. a single thing. Nope. In life. I don't AJ subsists purely off of alcohol. Al- yeah, just they weird. don't. They, I could be and a cyborg, and you guys have no idea. I could have infiltrated for months. I could just be a robot. You see me drink. This yeah. just probably goes to a chamber somewhere. Well, it's called a stomach. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't <laughs> act any different. Think about it. No, I never seen you act different when you when you drink. I never seen, uh, but I've also never seen you like hammered. I just seen you after a couple mm. of years. You should have came out with me last weekend. Where'd you go? Me and my buddy went out. I said I need to get out of the house, so we went to Coa Cantina yeah. downtown. Um, uh, Blazing Saddle was having a street party, so it was like a block past that. So we went and had some margaritas. Three three margaritas was forty eight dollars. The Cadillac margarita. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, I got the bills like almost fifty bucks, whatever. But so we had three margaritas. Then we left there and went to Cheap Seats on the east side, I know cheap seats. and had um, Jaeger bombs. And I was drinking whiskey. Jaeger bombs. Jaeger bombs were four fifty. Oh. So we had some Jaeger bombs. It was it was amazing. Um, yeah, that was like kind of my neighborhood bar on the east side. So we kind of ended up there. But uh, we were pretty toasted. Cheap Seats is. Uh, I went there. Um, I was briefly single when I lived in Iowa. Oh, yeah. Julia and I, after I had moved here, had a brief falling out for about a month and a half. And the night that we had our falling out, I went to the cheap seats to meet up with my friend Craig Daughtry. Yeah. 
and I hung out there, and it was a cool little spot, man. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I don't really, I don't drink almost ever anymore. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. Well, you can go there and not drink and have a great time. Yeah, it's still fun. Yeah. <laughs> just go sip a beer for an hour and yeah. just people watch. There's any time we used to have an argument before. There was a little, uh, I don't, all American sports bar on Douglas up the street from where we lived in Urbandale. Yeah, I'd walk there. Yeah. So I'd be like, oh, I'm going, I'm going for a walk. Yep. <laughs> I don't, I don't even do that anymore. Yeah, it's a it's good neighborhood very bar. Very rare that I have a drink. Let's talk about Mitch O'Connell, Mitch McConnell, dude. Oh, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but he froze up yesterday. We talked quite a bit about this on Tim Cast last night, but it was like very interesting what happened. They were asking him a question, and he just had a completely blank stare. Yep. And then the lady came up and said, "Mitch, do you hear what they're saying?" And he goes, "Yep." Yeah, she re-asked him, then re- rephrased the question, said it again, and then he said, "Um." Well, I, if you if I I put it on my I made a TikTok. I, it's on my Twitter, so you can see. If you haven't seen the footage, you can see my funny TikTok about it. But he, when he froze up, and she came and asked him the question again, he said, uh, uh, "Kind of made like a murmur, and then just said okay, and then just stood there and kind of froze again. And then if you watch the entire clip, he, they actually he was gripping onto the the lectern there. He would have fallen if she wasn't behind. There's him. no doubt she was, was holding his back. He was holding. And he was on gripping onto the lectern. Yes, he life. was. He was ready to collapse. Yes, I mean, dear life. He was hanging on his. If you look close, his knuckles are white. Yep, legitimately. And he's been going downhill for a long time. Of course, I I attribute it all to the. Uh, shortage of adrenochrome yep mm-hmm. there's no famously doubt it's like yeah. i've never seen politicians like this in my life until jeffrey epstein didn't kill himself you yep. know what i mean and then all of a sudden these politicians are joe biden and mitch mcconnell and john fetterman and all these people are like just losing their entire faculty i'm like the, the baby blood well has drawn has, has drawn drawn dry yep fetterman like he's he's a little different like i i kind of understand it he kind of got, got the dem, dem- nomination and then had the it was kind of too late to pull out well and he was already dim so he was already kind of out there anyways yeah Yeah, so (laughs) so it was it was too late the other ones are just like oldest they're so old and that's where the adrenochrome comes into play they can't they can't keep propping them up yeah that's what helps them stay stay uh up and i did attribute uh Joe Biden too. I mean, I attribute they both look like Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. Like somebody's literally yes. puppeting them around the stage. They're puppets. They, they look, look like, like Palpatine after he like used a ton of Force lightning, and he's yeah. like, yep. <laughs> "The yeah. attacks from the Jedi have yeah. left my body weak and broken." I mean, this, this is elder abuse at this. Point. Well, I'm I'm legit concerned. Uh, we we t- I we talked about this, you know, before the show. I don't get like legit creeped out or freaked out about a lot of this stuff i'm just concerned and it makes me kind of you know steal my will but this when this is the second time he's done this by the way this isn't the first time the first time was last week i believe a week ago two weeks ago um this is the second it was a month it was it a month ago okay i I misspoke but it was a while ago but he did the same exact thing and nothing happened then i freaked out he did this a second time it's on live television. And this is after he fell and hit his head, by the way, too. Because he fell. Yes. After this, uh, that first incident, he had a fall. Oh, he did. And, and hit his head. And it got a concussion. And at 80 years old, when you fall and get a concussion. You're done. There's not much coming back from that. Like, your brain doesn't heal like it used to. There's, I, no, there's no elasticity right. left in your brain. So it's obvious that he's compromised. It's yeah. obvious that he can't fulfill the duties that he's been sworn into office to do. Right. So 
I'm looking for an action to happen and there is no action. There's inaction. And I'm very concerned about that. There, it, this, is, this is a bad symptom um, of our federal government right now when someone is obviously compromised. We, and we talk about Joe Biden all the time. They don't want to lose. He's people. compromised, obviously. They don't want to lose the power. But, but Mitch McConnell, it's inaction. They're not doing anything about it. And now I, I heard, I didn't see what news source it was, but he's medically cleared. I heard he was medically cleared today. Well, how long do you think Ruth Bader Ginsburg was actually dead? Yeah. They announced it? <laughs> exactly. Like, that's what I want to know because we didn't see She was gone. Yeah. We didn't see her anymore. They just kept talking about how her health was declining, but she was gone. And I'm sure she had been gone for a while before they announced it. Because that's, listen, losing a political seat in like the Senate or the co- or Congress is a big deal. Losing a seat on the Supreme Court justice Huge. is insane because that's, th- those are like lifelong appointments, dude. Yeah. I, I think that, I think the timing on Bader Ginsburg's was, it was like right in the middle of Trump's yeah, they were trying to hold out. I, I don't think they could have held held that yeah, they wanted, information they to. for so long that it, it would have been relevant. There, there's no doubt that they were trying, though. Zero doubt in my mind. Yeah, but you you got to tell family. It was probably no more than a week before family leaked it to the press or I don't, something <laughs> like that. I'm dying. Hold on. Choke it. Yeah. I'm choking I up mean, my bit. how long? Well, I... <laughs> Is Epstein dead? It's the conversation I had with someone. I don't know. Um, I had a conversation at a uh, at a dealership, had my car fixed, and had a conversation with my service advisor about that. Yeah. And he said he is he doesn't he doesn't believe that Epstein is dead. He thinks he's been spir- really? spirited away and he's living somewhere. Well, that's he's fine. Too, yeah. He goes he goes. Did you ever, did we ever see a body? And I'm like, okay, good point. They showed they did show a body. Yeah, I mean, but they like showed it. a body. There there was a full autopsy. Yeah. Autopsy report that showed like the one that, on he, that the the damage to his neck really wasn't substantial enough to hang himself. Yeah, it didn't look like a hanging for sure. And then, but there was also like people were like drop, tracing his earlobes, and they were different, and his nose structure looked different, and all that too. I don't know. Yeah, if you saw but that. that can be camera. That can be weird. Yeah, but you don't you don't have to go that far with that conspiracy theory at all. the The camera the no. cameras were suspiciously turned off. Yes. The footage is gone. And the guards were napping. Right, sure. The guards were napping. And he was on so, suicide watch. And he was on suicide watch. So you don't have to do a conspiracy theory. You can go, okay, well, that was either extreme incompetence or, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure that Epstein didn't kill himself. I know that much is for sure. Yeah. Only met one yeah. person who believes that Epstein killed himself. Donald Trump? Uh, uh, my grandfather. Donald Trump literally said the other day. On, I've never met Donald Trump. Uh, he literally, <laughs> he literally did say. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Trump did say, "Yeah, I think it's probably likely that he killed himself." Yes, in an interview. Yes, can and I, I clarify like, that? I was like, "You dumb motherfucker!" I know, I know. <laughs> let me let me give him like kind of a, a window there, okay? And this is I'm I'm also leaving like a five percent chance for this as well. Or did he was he under intense pressure? Obviously, he had dirt on how many people, right? Did he just say? I'm done. I don't want any more of this. I've been in here for, you know, how God, however long he was. Six hours. And I'm, well, not, whatever, a day, a week. I'm done. I can't handle this. I, I'm going to kill myself, but I want to be able to do it and make sure it's complete. And did he do that? Did he have enough pull from the inside to give himself a window to do it himself? Okay. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah, he's probably murdered. What do you, 
Yeah, there's no there's no doubt in my mind. There's a big ass dude in his room. They put a big ass dude in his room. Yeah, he, was, he was a cop killer. Something happened for sure, dude. And and you know why he was killed. I mean, we yeah. listen, listen, this dude had more dirt on the rich and elite powerful people around the world than any other person in the world did. I mean, yeah. no doubt he had a collection of dirt on some of the names that you hear every day. Right? Politicians yep. and monarchs and actors and musicians and just everything you could think of. And, and it, it, you know, when I get into my real deep conspiracy mind, my Alex Jones mind, as I like to call it, yep. which, let's be honest, if we, He's had, 90% if, true. If we had an Alex Jones with right jar, it'd be full of money <laughs> right now. Okay. Um, but I do want to say, I do want to say, like, when I start to really think about that, I start to think about, like, is this selling your soul? Is this what you have to do to become a rich, powerful, elite person in the United oh, States? Okay. Did you have to visit Jeffrey Epstein's island and do dumb, bad, scary, disgusting things and document them so that if you ever got out of line with the narrative, mm-hmm. they, had, they could wreck you? Because, you know, occasionally they wreck somebody and the name yeah. comes out. And, and, and every time one of those names comes out, uh, Spacey, those kinds of people, Every time one of those names comes out, they've been they they were on the flight logs, dude. Yeah. Every single time they were on the they were on the flight logs. And so it's like it's like is this was this selling your soul? Was this what that was? Was this how you got your rich, powerful, elite name in in the world was by doing these horrible things documented and Jeffrey Epstein was the guy that was like, "All right, if you step out of line, we got you." Yeah. I don't know. Do you think it was? Do you think it was? I obviously, I think it was an intelligence gathering operation on that island. No doubt. But do you think it was just CIA, or was this like? Could this have been like the Saudis? I think it goes a lot deeper than just the CIA. I think yeah. the Epstein, because we're talking about English monarchs, dude. Yeah, like legit English monarchs and people from the you know princes. I just remember the look of the place. The look, oil, the look had czars from the Middle yes, East. And the I mean, look had a Middle Eastern look oh, to sure, it, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. But I, I, I'm, I'm saying we're, I'm talking this, this goes, you know, we think about, so, you know, we talk about the deep state and, and the, the, the rich elite and stuff like that. And then the shadow government, right? Like yeah. that's a, that's a yeah. name that we talk about, right? Like the shadow government, like the shadow government is not a government at all. It's like rich, powerful elite people that pull the strings, right? They're the ones that are, send the lobbyists and i mean really you know what i mean yeah we're talking about, yeah we're talking about like i said oil czars and yeah and uh you know people who own big multi-billion dollar production companies and people that can shut down pipelines yeah people that could shut down pipelines exactly yeah. and so like those are the people that you are are probably take pledging allegiance to when you're getting into these positions it's not the federal government they're just the they're just the like puppet yeah. right at the end of the day, and anybody who critically thinks about these things, I mean, seriously, if you sit down and critically think about the way our government works and the way that these big, rich, powerful elite people are the ones that lobby the government for protections and, and incentives and subsidies and all this stuff, I mean, at the end of the day, it's a very easy conclusion to come to the, to the fact that it's not the government that's controlling the government, it's the people above the government. Yeah, I believe that. And then the, a that. bunch of people within the government that actually kind of have some control are all unelected bureaucrats. Exactly. All the time. They're the, they're the OSHA, FDA, ATF. Yeah. The unelected bureaucracies are, are the ones who enforce Mm -hmm. everything. Yeah. I mean, all the time. And they, they held 
write up the legislation and meet with lobbyists and do all sorts of crazy shit. They, they run all sorts of things and have all sorts of influence because when a president gets in there, the agencies get to tell the president their story of what they, what they do to the president. It would take a lot of digging to uncover what they actually do. It's it's nuts, dude. And and there is a deep state. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. I don't care if anybody's like, oh, you're you're a crazy conspiracy theorist. Yeah, but like, come on, man. How many times do the conspiracy a deep theorists state. have to be right yeah. before you go, you know, maybe I'm the conspiracy theorist. You know what I mean? Like, when do you finally sit down and go, maybe I'm the one making up wild conspiracies that these people aren't doing bad things? Yeah. Like, how, how, how many times does it have to happen? How many declassified documents from the CIA do you need to see to believe that they do all kinds of bad shit? How many, how many would it take? They would have to look at one. Most, right. most people aren't looking at declassified CAA documents. Right. Uh, Tony, or uh, Sean Ryan, uh, the Sean Ryan show. You guys familiar with that show? Yeah, I'm trying to get on it right now. Okay. In fact, he's, a, he's I got awesome. I emailed back yesterday. So. Did you? Yeah. Excellent. It'd be, it'd be an awesome, uh, awesome chance uh, to get on there. Um, so he's an ex-seal. He recently had a SF guy, Tony Cowden, two-parter, like six-hour thing. I'm halfway through it. Um, so I'm watching an ex SF operator talking with an ex seal and they're legit now, like in their forties, you know, and they're asking each other, are we the, are we the bad guys? Yeah. This that, is in part that, one of Tony Cowden specifically yep. he goes, are we the bad guys? If you zoom out 60,000 feet and look down and you look at what's going on in the Middle East, the things that go on around the world, we look like the bad guys. Are we the bad guys? I've been saying that for a long time. Yeah. I, legitimately. I, and, and. It's hard to argue that we're not the bad guys now. I mean, it's really hard yeah. to argue that, dude. If you look at all the the constant destabilization of of nations and and the you know like coups that we run around the in the around the world, yeah. and the fact that we're constantly like pulling dictators out and installing our own puppets, that's like that's what he's talking about with Iraq. Dictators yeah. and you know these these wars over resources. Like, first of all. You can't be the good guy if you go to war over a resource in somebody else's country. I'm sorry, period. Plain and simple. Especially so, when you are the country with the most abundant resources in human history, and, and it's a, not close. And you've got a moratorium on even like mining or drilling or any of those things to use your own it's, resources. Yes. Because your country is so, so bad that they want to use up all the resources of other countries before they even think about touching their resources. And this, I got into this last night with the, with the Taiwan china thing right yeah like because because some somebody came on tim cast show like comments after the show yeah and w this long diatribe about how i was lying about working at a place that made robots for the the semiconductors and i'm like no dude i worked at celestica in portland they literally made the lamb robots yeah that make semiconductors dude i, I they, we had a uh a sixty thousand square foot clean room yeah, I had to go in. Yeah. I was the I was a facilities maintenance guy, right? Like I was the director of the maintenance, and I had to go in and make sure that we had the right parts per million for particles in there and everything because they built these fucking robots that made semiconductors, and then they shipped them overseas. Yeah, and they made the semiconductors over there. So you can't tell me that we can't make them here because we literally make the fucking robots here. Yes, okay? it's it's a money thing. It's because it's cheaper to do well, it in it's Taiwan. Not that. It's not. It's not just that either. I, I think that there's. I think that there's other. These contracts are really, uh, you know, heavily favor the the business people that are here that are taking in the the conductors. Oh. But also, they don't want to mine for the resources that it takes. These this cobalt and stuff like that. 
which, by the way, we already fucking mined for here. Yep. Cobalt and silica, and there's some other things too. Lithium. Lithium. Yep. We have those here. In fact, we have a, such a large abundance of those here that, that but they're, they're only allowed to do like, I don't know, 330,000 tons or something of cobalt a year or something like that. So like, so like for somebody to be like, oh, you're a liar, like in the chat, in the, not in the chat, but in the comments after the show, that yeah. guy's a liar. No, I'm not. I literally, I know for a fact, like I'm not going to lie about working in a factory that made the robots that create, that create semiconductors. How, how am I going to lie yeah, about that's, that? That's just, <laughs> kind what, of a random yeah, lie. A random ass lie to tell on like a, one of the biggest shows in the fucking yeah, country. Like no one can vet that. Yeah, no one's going to be able to vet that. No, dude, it's on my resume. It literally says right there, Celestica facilities. We build the robots that make the fucking semiconductors. I know that. And then somebody else went off about how AMD can't do it and this and that. And I'm like, okay, look, I don't give a shit who does it. I don't care if it's Intel or AMD or anybody else. But I know <coughs> without a doubt that we have the capacity to make those chips here yes. in the United States. Yeah. Well, they talk about it all the time. If you, <laughs> you listen, we could buy an I, they're like, ah, oh, Chinese labor and it's a communist China. Okay. If you bought an American iPhone, it'd be $2,500. Right. Yeah. right. Right. Like, yeah. You, of course, we can do it here. Do you want to pay twenty five hundred dollars for your iPhone? Because nobody wants to. They're used to paying a thousand bucks. Instead, instead, you'll pay three trillion dollars in a war. Right. That, exactly. And exactly. and that's what. And I talked about it with Taiwan. It's just a tripwire, dude. That's all it is. It's a tripwire for war with fucking China. And I had this conversation. Like, I didn't get the opportunity to talk as much about this kind of stuff as I wanted to on on Timcast. So I'm glad that we're doing it now. But I had like a whole. Uh, like prep conversation with with Scott Horton, like a couple of days before, and then and then right before I left for the airport. Yeah. Sorry. And uh, he he even said it. He's like he's like it's just a tripwire. That's all it is. There's there's no reason we can't make them here. But even further, it's like there's only two outcomes to war or to 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 going over there and protecting uh, Taiwan. Right. A we go over there, we protect Taiwan, we get our a carrier blown up and sunk, maybe two. We can't get submarines through the Straits of, of Taiwan. We can't get them. They're, it's too shallow. Oh. They won't, it, they will, it will not work. Listen, Taiwan is 7,000 miles away from our coast, and it's 90 miles away from the coast of, Ch of China. Okay? Yeah. We will lose a war there. There's been like all kinds of war game models run around this, and we lose every time. What if we arm Taiwan? I mean, we're doing it to Ukraine. Well, the Vivek threw out what I thought was possibly like a libertarian Easter egg during the debates. Yeah. He said, what if we make Taiwan a porcupine? What if we arm the people of Taiwan so that we don't directly get involved in a Taiwanese-Chinese so, uh, conflict? Uh, arming Taiwan. We in, arm Taiwan. We train them. We're literally. Still, we're still going to have conflict with China. Person to person. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But that was just that an option to explore. Afghanistan as well. They turned against us. Yeah, we armed let's train. arm everyone in Afghanistan yeah. so there's peace. We did this so Whoops. many times, though, in the Middle East, not just Afghanistan. Yeah, I we just so many, so many terrorist groups that ended up being our enemies. Like, What's the malice yeah. quote? I just want the right to own the same firearms that my money purchased for the Taliban. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, and I, you know, they keep calling me a, a, a domestic terrorist online and stuff. And I'm like, okay, cool. So when is the... When when are the FBI and the CIA and all these uh, yeah. people gonna send me my my Toyota Hilux and my fifty <laughs> my fifty caliber gun mount for the back of my yeah. Toyota? When are they gonna send me those? I want them. I don't know. We got I a couple of super those. chats. Want to go over those? Yeah. Well, we got Infinite Zeal Syndicate, the the homie. What's up? He gave us fire. 
gave us flames. Thanks for the $10 super chat. And of course, my good friend Rob uh, gave us $5 super chat. He said, World War III pops off and China invades the U.S. from the West Coast and Russia from the East Coast. Would you rather be in the hills of West Virginia or the plains of Iowa? Hills of West Virginia, for sure. Really? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, I want the plains. I want the plains. It's You're, you're an Iowa boy. I want the yeah. long distance with flat land where I can see you from mountains. a long ways away. I want Iowa because there's not a chance they'll ever make it here. It's like even if they have the resources, will they even give a fuck? Well, it's so, so <laughs> they won't get past South, South Chicago unless mm-hmm. they come in through the South. They're not getting to Iowa, dude. They're not coming through the South. Let me guarantee you <laughs> <Yeah>. this. <laughs> they're not coming well, through the South. To get to Iowa, here's the thing about getting to Iowa, and and I want to make this very clear: if you're coming from the West Coast, you got to get over the the Rockies. You Canada, got first Canada, no, but Canada's covered in mountains at the border too, dude. So, but here's the thing: there's no resistance. If you're coming from through Canada, you got the Rockies. If you're coming from the West Coast, you have the Sierra Nevadas and then the Rockies. Yeah. If you're coming from the East Coast, you have the Appalachia and smoke all the Smoky Mountains and all that stuff. And if you but if you come through the South, you got to deal with Southerners. But if you're coming yeah. up, if you're coming up, there's just going to be shotgun shells in the ground, yeah. just bodies. But if you're coming to Iowa from the South, you got to go through the Ozarks, Ooh. which is brutal Dude. too. So, like, it is a pretty, it is, it is an interesting thought experiment because it would be hard to get to Iowa from anywhere. Yeah. And I, I know that they do, they do have a, a storage here for uh, some kind of ICBMs. Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, ballistic nukes here yep. in Iowa. So, or nuked, which is smart, which is smart because it's hard to, it's hard to traverse. And what's the Air Force base we have in Omaha? Oh, that's the big one. That's, uh, the, that's the one where they brought the fucking. That's where they gave us COVID at. Do you is know that? that? Oh, SAC. That's where they brought us COVID at. Do you remember that? Yep. They brought they brought those uh all those those people from the cruise ship. They brought them right into Omaha and flew them into that Air Force base. I think it's SAC Air Force Base. I remember because I was there. Dude. I was there. I was in Nebraska when they that plane flew in. If you can believe that, I was there for the uh for the uh Nebraska State Convention, but it was in Lincoln. But I flew into Omaha and then drew, drove over to Lincoln. And it, that it was the same day that plane came there, and I'm like, yeah. Mm. They're bringing us COVID for sure. There's what, what, kind of, a, what a ever, lovely have ever, guess. Have you ever seen an Air Force or a military branch pick up sick people and fly them from the coast to the middle of the fucking country? No, dude. There was no. something weird going on there. Very weird. Very weird. Ship them around. Spread it around. No doubt. So we got to talk about kids and backpacks. Oh, yeah, we do. Dude. How, so Phil came at it from a pretty crazy perspective. Um, I heard one perspective that was, well, why are kids wearing political shit to school anyways? It's kind of, kind of it makes sense. Political? Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. I know. We, I want, we, we want our kids, if you're going to go to school, we want our kids to learn math and resources for life and not really have to worry about this, these political aspects. But um, Phil was like, the, the problem isn't that the lady's doing that. The problem is that we've let it get this far. Like, the fact that she even felt comfortable... Saying yes. that yes. to uh, a kid and his family means that we've let the, the public education system go so long unchecked that it, it wasn't even like out of the normal for her. We're watching it on the internet going, that lady's insane and their policies are insane. But, he, but the truth of the matter is we've let it go so far. We've let it go so far that it was totally normal for her and the other educators and all the other staff and admin administrators there to say, you can't wear that. It has something to do with slavery. No, it doesn't, bitch. No, yep. it does not. No. We had Tinker versus Des Moines. That was a very famous case in Des Moines. It's a black armband during the Vietnam War. 
So a kid wears a black armband into school and they go, get that out of here, you know, whatever. And fought it and, and won. It was a very, very important um, First Amendment case. Tinker versus Des Moines. Googled it. Um, but this was, I, I felt like it was the same thing. It was not, and he's not even protesting anything. It was just a, <laughs> just like a revolutionary, you know, flag, war, war cool. flag, you know. Uh, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Where'd this slavery thing come from? Where did she even get that? I, I don't we know. Ever, I never even hey, found I out. Could see, she you know made that, it the fuck up. Yeah, it, possibly. <laughs> she, it came to her in a dream. I mean, <laughs> no, the, you, know, uh, you know what's funny is, um, uh, you know that stupid fucking uh, uh, Twitter account, Gold Wedge Group, that we're pretty sure Nick Sarwark runs? Have you ever seen that one? Oh, no. You haven't seen that one? Oh, I, I saw, I, I, I've now, seen though. some of that. I was... There was some absolutely brain dead take it had today. Yeah, he's, he's got he's big gold sure. wedge group. Yeah, go look it up. It's so I'm gonna bad. Go get it right now. He posted the Gadsden flag and said, "Uh, yes, Gadsden owns slaves, and so this does have something to do with slaves." <laughs> and I'm like, "You dumb motherfucker! Everybody had slaves back then. Oh it's about God. the Revolutionary War. You dumb shit." Gold wedge group. Hey, okay, I, got it. I think he followed it up like with I. I support the real libertarian flag, and it was like the American flag. And it's like, come on, you think America's hands are clean? Yeah. Like the Gadsden flag is way cleaner than oh, no doubt. being like tangentially. Uh, used parallel big word, with folks. slavery. Use the big word, folks, and it. Yep. And now, yeah, I, loading. Mitch loading. Yeah. <laughs> loading. Yeah. Like tang- uh, tangentially associated with slavery. <laughs> Shit, I, I knew next? the word I wanted. I knew what I wanted to say, and then my brain wouldn't let me say it. <laughs> but word. yeah, I, I was word. going off. He used, the, he used the big word, and then, yeah, uh, but you know, we're we're facilitating a, a a genocide in Yemen right now. But you know, the the guy the guy that designed a flag owns hey, slaves, hey, and that's way worse. Libertarians that brings up some shit like Yemen. There were so many of Tim Pool's comments. I was like, I'm glad libertarians don't get let on this stage because they'll talk about shit like Yemen. Yeah, and I like, was like, <laughs> really? Like, what a dumb really? thing to say. Yeah, it's only like the humanitarian crisis of our generation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, he's like, he's like, I, he's like, I really, I'm really glad the libertarians don't make it on the debate stage because they bring up dumb shit like Yemen. Like, what is wrong wow. with you? The the other thing, wow. Like, so he was like Yemen and like people being arrested for felonies, obviously talking about drug crime. Oh, of course, yeah. And it's like you know what? I can understand people being annoyed with that. Like drug yeah. drugs are bad. You know, don't do drugs. Whatever. If you get annoyed by by that, okay. But talking Yemen? about the genocide of innocent people you're like children innocent children yeah. majority of the people dying of starvation over there are children yeah you're just like how dare they yeah. like and it's totally, i was having totally a nice a day tj hawkinson just signed his extension and now they're making me all sad because the the people i voted for are starving children it's gotta it's gotta be uh it's gotta be pretty brutal um uh finding things that are sadder than being a minnesota vikings fan dude yeah, it is. Like I want the Vikings to that be the hurt. saddest thing in my life, and it's not. Do you like football, AJ? I don't follow it honestly. No, yeah, but I'm a Vikings guy. You are a Vikings guy. Yeah. Too. Oh, Fuck, he's gonna he's gonna help Vikings. me with my. I've got a pool at work, and I'm gonna get I'm gonna get help from Ryan. Oh, absolutely. I need For an football? autist help. Yeah. Yes. 
Yes. You don't want Ryan's help. You oh, want, yeah, you, you do. No, I need, like, the guy that's just numbers, and there's just there's pins and yarn. Oh, yeah, that's me. I need, yeah, that's what I need. I'm better. I'm we're better, just picking teams. I'm better at football than he is. Well, we're just picking, we're, we're picking I, I one team. I predicted the Hawkinson uh, he's, he's year. Better, he's better with basketball than I am, but I'm definitely better than fo- at football than he is. Well, this is, we're just picking our team each week. We have a backup, obviously. That's but a win. Oh. That's, we're just picking a win each yeah, week. I'm way better than, than, than he is. Okay. No All right. We'll okay. see. We will see. You have you have no idea the depths of my football the only obsession. Thing you can't trust me on when I pick winners in football is Cowboys games. Cowboys because I'm always yep. gonna, I am always going to tell you the bias. Cowboys are going to win because I'm a Cowboys fan. That's how yeah. we have to be that way. It's well, Raiders fans do the same okay. thing. And they're the freaking Raiders. What What would your strategy be for a pool like that? I don't know what you're asking me. Like like you you got to pick a I've winner every week. Wins. It doesn't matter the team, regardless yeah. of team. Yeah. So I have to pick a for for sure win every time. My so strategy would be to we can look, look at the odds, look at the historical stats of the team and the players, and figure out which team is going to be where, and which team has a stronger defense, and which team has a stronger offense, and who's winning with special teams. I, I look up all the stats, so like I'd be able to put it together and figure out. Who's the, but yeah, this this is AJ. I can give you a simple strategy: find the couple of teams that are going to be really bad. And then pick the teams playing them. Oh, interesting. Because that because I'm assuming okay. you can't choose the same team no, like every. What are we talking about next? Well, you could. You could. You, oh well, just just the the teams that are playing that week. You pick one team. Oh, okay. One, you know what I mean? So it's like, uh, whatever. I've got the Colts, so I, I pick the Colts to win that week. Next week, uh, I pick uh, the Ravens are going to win that yeah. week. That's all it is. Oh, okay. Yep. But most. Every time I've done a league at really I will I'm gonna screenshot the rules tomorrow and we will have an update for you next week. All right. Uh oh, let's talk about the buses. Oh. Kentucky's first day of school. Everybody, all the parents listening, if the if there's anybody that doesn't have kids, you can go to bed now. But if you have kids, uh first day of school most kids in the U.S. was last Wednesday, yep. right? Um, so first day of school in Kentucky, uh, they got the last kid home at 10 p.m. Yeah. off the bus. That's crazy. Um, so they had a new – they were at short, shortage of bus drivers, um, obviously some incompetence and probably affirmative action hiring going on in there somewhere too. The, Definitely uh, diversity, sure. inclusion, and equity. Yeah. D-I-E spells die. If you want your society to die – D-I-E. So uh, that's probably mostly responsible for this and probably the COVID, you know, all the old drivers quit and whatever you want to call it. But there was a route for eight different schools uh, on one or two buses. So there, the route was completely uh, clusterfucked. And uh, some kids didn't get home until 10 p.m. School got out at like two something. Yeah. Keep in mind. So they waited at the school for hours, and then finally their bus shows up, and then they're on a bus for like you know three hours. So they showed a video of a girl running off, she's screaming and obviously terrorized. Yeah. Imagine being on a bus on a school bus for four hours. Yeah. Have you ever seen uh, which which Freddy is it that they bus that goes in fire? The part three, part two maybe. Oh, that was a brutal scene, dude. You know, you know, you know, you remember the scene? I that remember, remember the scene Freddy's right on, now. The, on the bus. I'm just laughing because that, but the violence was so over the top in that fucking oh, yeah. movie. All the Freddy's. Oh my god, it's Freddy's, great. Freddy's my favorite horror film franchise of all time. <laughs> he gets stabbed by a 
claw, and then you're like on the ceiling and just flying around. That was the first. That was number one. That was crazy. I'll never forget that. Yeah, scene. That, that scene. I was like, and then and then uh, and then for the rest of the movie, that same girl's being dragged around randomly with nobody dragging her in a body bag. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty gnarly, dude. Yeah, it was. It it's funny because you could tell that with Nightmare on Elm Street, they wanted to start it off. They wanted it to be like a horrifying movie with number one. Yes, and then they realized the success of like cheesy. Yes, Robert England yes. and Freddie, and they got like funnier and like more over the top as they <laughs> yeah. went along, and and they were just like it was perfect. It was the best like best horror franchise of all time. I don't care what great series, huh? great series. Yeah, I that, loved it. I mean the, the the OGs, Jason, Mike Myers. I mean you can't beat those, man. In my opinion, they're forever the classics. You'll never look at horror movies like that. So great, ever ever. You can't you can't tell me that like these weird supernatural movies that they keep making the same fucking movie over and over and over again with different names. No, it's that, not. It's just of blah, blah, blah. They'll never make a Freddy Krueger no, movie. They'll never be another yeah, Freddy Krueger. My, my wife was showing me uh, The Pope's Exorcist. Yeah, it's just another damn exorcism movie. I will watch that because I like Russell Crowe. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it looked interesting. Yeah. Uh, she, she just kept calling it The Exorcist, and I was like, honey, I don't think you want to watch The Exorcist. Yeah. You will have nightmares for the years. The original Exorcist is terrifying. It, I I haven't ever seen it, and You've I don't. I don't really want it's still to. Terrifying. You should watch yeah. it. It's a classic. It will fuck you up for a couple days, though. It and it's probably not now because the it's not like the the graphics are not what they are now. No, they should. I redo think I've it. seen little bits. Well, they did of the redo Exorcist. it. They are redoing it right now. They're remaking <laughs> a new. Yeah. They need to redo the redo. Yeah. Um, the Exorcist uh, is going shit. to be trans. <laughs> yeah, trans, trans. <laughs> they'll they'll scare out the demon with a drag performance. Oh. <laughs> trans exorcist. Oh my god! They will listen. We have to make it inclusive. So. Oh, dude, and just like do something real weird with the cheese blints, you know, like have the <laughs> like have it, a, have, it have the fake, yeah, like have Draws the fake dick and the scars and stuff, and like the dick, like you know, oh, they have a summoning kind of circle stuff. and all the points are dildos. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to put I'm gonna have to put the uh, the parental advisory on this. Show, on this oh, I'm sorry. Oh man, no, but that would be uh, it would be interesting <laughs> to see how they would have to diversify the Exorcist to make it more inclusive. Like yeah, well, what about trans black uh, people who are possessed? Huh? You yeah. Think about that. Yeah. Why's it got to be a little white girl? Trans exorcist albino. They trans bring albino in black exorcist. Stephen Hawking have, like to try and explain it at the start before they get like the exorcist. That's like the the doctor they bring in. Like how? Oh my goodness! Are you? Is your church all inclusive? You can't come and do the exorcism of my right. daughter if your church does not. Right. Uh, uh, allow. Before you come in, um, <laughs> he, he's got a, he's got the the cross and then like a pride patch yeah, cool. <laughs> right cool. there, cool. and a Ukraine flag on the other side. The Ukraine flag has a little red like cross through it. And mom's like, "What? What the fuck? <laughs> you can't do that here." Uh, they uh, make it so the the, Jay, Jay the demon is speaking those more only in Russian. Talk. I am not doing uh. I, we could talk a little bit about my campaign, but I I have I have made a pact to not make break the cycle about my campaign. It's not what I want to agree. Do. I don't yeah. want it to be all about my campaign. We we had a whole show about it already. If you if you want campaign questions answered on break the cycle, super chat them. Yeah, you got to super chat them. Yeah, I, I, I'm I'm fine with telling you guys. You know, the strategy right now is to hit up all the big podcasters and a delegate and and uh, delegate allocation is our our big focus mm, because. That's smart. 
we can we can be the best campaign in the whole entire world if the 1200 delegates that show up to the national convention next may are not my delegates then we won't we won't be in the general so that's the biggest thing is if you're not if you're willing to be a delegate and show up to your state convention and get voted in as a delegate do that so that you can get to the national convention and be a delegate and vote otherwise you know it'll be chase oliver he'll be he'll be the gay exorcist Mm-hmm. Or the the one uh, doctor dude that the Mises Caucus oh, might yeah. be running Mike, Mike that Rechtenwald. yeah that eight years ago was a staunch Democrat that turned to uh, and then was a Trump supporter yeah. and now is somehow a staunch a libertarian my friend but he do- mm-hmm. yeah I saw a pl- I saw a Republican registration card too He's right still oh, registered yeah. republican yeah okay you, you why do you would you dude you gotta give me you gotta give me listen work with me here can he okay. even run for the libertarian yes yeah, so as ticket? a registered republican voter he can as long as he's a member of the state and national party but like work with me here dude okay listen i get it the the board of the mises caucus does not want me to be the candidate i don't know why we already have the momentum why? We already have the momentum. We already have a ton of the Mises, uh, uh, Mises Caucus people behind us. And Rechtenwald is great. Rechtenwald is great on uh, academics. He's very good on the, the great reset. Like he's really good and hyper-focused on that stuff, right? And he's like really good at what he does. But if you've heard him publicly speak, he's not exciting. He's not at all exciting. He's not going to want to debate with me. He might be smarter than me, but he's not going to want to be in a debate because i i go hard you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and i try to make people laugh in debate because that's what gets people on your side right and like i love academics it's the same with hornberger dude like i love hornberger hornberger is very intelligent he's right on a lot of the issues he's not like a particularly exciting candidate though and he's not gonna get like light a fire under a bunch of people it's like it's like great you love hoppa i like hoppa too you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and like but like the way that you lecture and, and your academic like style is only going to appeal to the Hoppians. It's yeah. not going to appeal outside of that. And we have to think about who we're going to appeal to outside of the national convention because that's how we're going to get people on our side. That's how we're going to become a national major political party. That's how we're going to get over 5%. I mean, it's really, really important, man. Um, and we have a lot of the Mises Caucus support already. I mean, there's whole states that are going to support over mm-hmm. whoever the caucus throws up, mm-hmm. if not Dave Smith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be Dave Smith. It's not Dave Smith. So, Spike, has, Spike is out I, From what I, hear, I can get the caucus to support me o- over Spike. I know that. N- maybe not the board of the caucus, but the, the caucus members. And, and people forget, like, before we had a Dave Smith or a Tom Woods or any of that stuff, like, I was the guy going around the country, like, getting us members for the caucus. So, like, a lot of the old school caucus guys are my homies that I hel- helped get join- to join the party. You know, they don't forget that stuff. Maybe some of the new members don't know that, but I, I was the guy, man. We had, like, yeah. 50 guys at a Facebook group, and that was it. And I went around the country. I went to 32 states in 2017 and 2018 and got us members. I put the target on the back. So we just got to show up. That's it. That's the, the biggest strategy right now is I'm going to travel as much as I can, get on as many of the big shows as I can so that we make our name for ourselves outside of the party. Yep. But we have to work on delegates now, right now. It's, we, got, we got less than a year. We need, a del- we need, we need you know, 15 to 30 delegates in every single state. Every state, and some of them don't have that many, but you know, Texas has 78 and Florida has 72 or something. And California has 109. Like we need, we need like half of those delegations. At least we're going to have to get 51% of the delegates on our side to get the nomination. 
Brian, that's how it works. Yeah. Are we going to DC? Probably. Yeah, we're going to DC. Sick. I'll, I'll start budgeting for it. If I have the 15 passenger van by then for the campaign, you guys oh, can yeah. just ride with, with the fam. Dude. Right. You know what I mean? And I, listen, I well, can say it right now. This is, I know this is very early, but um, I don't plan on um, participating in anything that could be described as seditious conspiracy against the United States government. In D.C.? I just want to say that publicly. Yeah. yeah I, have, I have no intention of committing um, seditious cons- uh, conspiracies. Well, I, I, but you know who determines what is seditious conspiracy? Who's that, Ryan? Not you. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was going to say. Because I'll tell you what, man, my presidential Shit. campaign... My my campaign, if these people put me in the general, there is not a doubt in my mind that the Democrats are going to say he's he's trying to commit seditious uh, insurrection with his campaign. That's what they're going to say. They're going to say that I'm an extremist. They're going to say all yep. kinds of things about me. But guess what, bud? I've been through this shit for a lot of years. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. Like, I don't care what people, like, call me and Cheers. say about me anymore. Like, I used to be I used to be so fragile about it. Like, in the beginning of my first national campaign in 2016, 2017, I was fragile. I fought everybody. I argued all the time. Now I'll just call you a nerd and keep moving. Like, I don't care. I don't care anymore. Like, I've gone up against the SPLC already and the ADL. Yep. Like, they've had me in their magazines, man. Like, I don't care. Like, you don't scare. Nobody scares me like that anymore. I'm more scared that somehow we're going to light the reignite the Ron Paul revolution to the point of where that you guys actually vote me into the White House. And then the CIA is going to take me out. You know? Yeah, we don't we don't we'll keep the vote count just below. No, I listen. If you guys, you if we get to a point in America where I can win, just put me in, dude, because <laughs> I'm going to go in there and start. Sl- I'll slash as much as I can before they take me down the, the, the parade street in Dallas. Yep. You know what I mean? I will. Grassing. Yeah, we not, have... I won't be taking any rides in convertibles. <laughs> we want to take you to Ukraine to show you the battlefield. <laughs> and and I... you know there was people last night in the Tim Pool in the Tim Pool uh, chat, like in the live chat, they were like, "This guy isn't serious." Yeah, I'm se- I'm the most serious candidate. Yeah, I'm the most mm-hmm. serious candidate. Like I get it. I'm just a blue collar working class guy, right? And that somebody said that in one of our videos on our on our channel that came from Tim Cat. Yeah, big long comment about how. You're you're not even nobody wants somebody who doesn't know how to run a multinational big corporation. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, bitch, I've been you want somebody who's never lived your life, right. never had to deal with your problems, go and run the country. No, dude, you want somebody who knows exactly what's hurting Americans yep. to go in there and run the country. And if that means and it's not that I'm not smart enough to run a, a big corporation, I can do it. I know how yep. to do it. I already know how to do it. I don't have the, I don't have the financial backing to do it. I came from nothing and I've built quite a nice life for myself yeah. and my family but like like you want the person that's so disconnected from your reality to, to to be the person that's dictating your rules fuck no that's a person that doesn't have control of their own life yeah if they were left to their own devices they wouldn't know what to do they don't know how to control themselves so they need someone else to do it for them they need to follow a set of rules someone's laid out in front of them well and that's and so and if and that's, only that's, they were listen i'm i, I think we should put frameworks a, i think we need to put an olive branch out to some of those people but i think i think it was maybe on the tim cash show uh oh maybe that was you <laughs> yeah yeah you're like you're like zero communism like like zero no like, i said you, i said you could just say I no said to people. in a libertarian society we cannot suffer communism right they will right. have to be physically removed yeah. right so some i think ian maybe was talking about putting an olive branch out to people and like well maybe you can have to or the young the younger guy who was the younger guy on there he, he's basically producer. saying, are you going to turn Democrats to libertarian? And you're like, no, nah, not yeah. really. Oh, yeah. He, it yeah. was really funny because he just stopped. <laughs> yeah. like, and I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to yeah, no. Democrats. Democrats don't like me. 
They're not ever going to like libertarian yeah. values and ideals. They're, they, they're the direct opposite of what libertarians want. They want full governmental control. That's, they want the go. highest taxes. They're constantly pushing for wars. Like they, they, they love the Federal Reserve, even though it's making it so they can't buy homes anymore. Like you can't tell me that we're supposed to go after the, the Democrats of all people. No, any libertarian that's telling you, oh, I'm here to turn the Democrats is probably Chase Oliver. Yes. Okay. And Chase Oliver, I saw some people posting today, Chase Oliver, or it was Jenny Cadell, dude. Oh, there we go. It's Jenny Cadell. Here we go. Saying, I firmly believe that Chase Oliver can get 5% in the. And I all, I couldn't help but laugh because like, look, dude, I've met Chase in person and I've had lunch with Chase and stuff. He's a nice guy. He is. He's a really yep. nice guy. But I'll tell you what. Cool dude. Chase appeals to people that are voting Democrat. Absolutely. Period. This is correct. Period. And if you're a libertarian that appeals to people that vote Democrat, voting for you mm -hmm. we learned that with yeah. joe jorgensen yep joe jorgensen got 1.3 percent of the vote that was a two percent drop from gary johnson yep who was not some crazy great wild candidate that ignited a huge flame under people's butts yep okay but gary johnson appealed to the moderate never trump republicans that's who he that's who he that's who he appealed to. That's why he got three per, three point three percent. That's why he was one point seven percent away from making us a national political party. You know who I appeal to? I appeal to the forty nine percent of the people that don't like either of them. Yep. I appeal to the blue collar working class people that felt the sting of COVID mandates for the last three years. I am the the vengeance. I am the vengeance vote. There isn't a better vote in America to give the finger to the American establishment than a vote for me. It doesn't matter if I'm running Green Party. It doesn't matter if I'm running Libertarian. It doesn't matter if I'm Independent. It doesn't matter if I'm running Republican or Democrat. My policies are geared towards giving the middle finger to the establishment and the status quo. That's it. And I'm the only candidate that's doing that. And you know what? I mean it. I mean it. That's the other thing too, right? When you call me not a serious candidate, so you believe the guys that, that, that go on these huge campaigns and tell you all these things are going to do that have already been in office and not done the things they told you they were going to do. Yep. You're going to tell me that those are the serious candidates, those guys that sold you the snake oil, right? Those are the guys that, that are professional and, and, and trustworthy and serious. No, it's the guy telling you he's going to bulldoze the ATF building and build a dog park. That's the serious Amen. guy, because guess what? I'll do the shit because I don't care. Like, I'm not here, I'm not here to be like, oh, yeah, man, uh, I, I was just kidding about the dog park thing. No, dude, I really want to see dogs playing on the ashes of an ATF building. <laughs> like, that would be a beautiful thing. <laughs> I haven't me. heard that before. That's awesome. That's what oh, I want. Yeah, That's yeah. what I want to see. That's awesome. And I mean that. And, I, and I'm the guy who's like, man, these taxes are killing my family. I sure would like to abolish the income tax. Give me the power to do it, and I'm going to do it. It's getting, and it's getting people to wrap their head around that, that idea that we can still exist and have a high quality of life without a giant federal go fucking government. Right. You know, they just have to get, we just have to nudge everybody just that little step, just to, just to think about it. And that's the thing. <laughs> Put too, your phone like, down and, for and, 10 seconds. It, think well, about it. Thing. I'm not even campaigning on winning, right? So like right. All these people are like, this guy can't win. What, what a joke. He thinks he can win. No, no, I yep. don't think I can win. I, in fact, I've made it very clear that I'm not going to win this election. 
when you put me in the general election, what I am is a vote for people giving the middle finger to the establishment. There's a lot of you out there. We could win. If everybody who wanted to give a finger to the middle, the establishment actually decided to give the middle finger to the establishment, me and my 7,000 kids would be moving into the yep. White House, dude. Yep. I guarantee that. I guarantee that. And here's the thing. Like, like, dude, if you guys would just shut the fuck up about this and actually vote for somebody who actually cares about what you're going through, life would change. Life would yeah, change. Absolutely. There's no doubt because there's enough of you to do it. There's enough of you to do it. Dude, could you imagine if we shot for 5% and got 30 the uh, political establishment would literally be cowering under their beds. We wouldn't even have to win. It would be all you would hear about for a year. Out of the More news. than a year. Yeah. It's five oh, years, yeah. 10 years. Yeah. It will change yep. the political landscape in America forever. Forever. Because not a single... Uh, listen, you know the last time a third party won in America? You know what year it was? I don't. 1887. 1887 since the last years. third party won. Okay. Could you imagine threatening... A third party win just threatening not that we have to win right threatening a third party win i don't give a fuck what third party it is at this point i just want to see the political elite and establishment shaking in their fucking boots that's what i want to see that's what my campaign's about because i know i know that i can spark and ignite a revolution in younger middle class families dude i've already seen it seen it i've been around the country people are desperate for somebody to come along and tell the establishment to get off their fucking back and you're not going to do that by voting for the guy who had the opportunity to give the biggest middle finger to the corporate news media on the way out and couldn't even pardon Julian Assange. Okay? So don't tell me he's the serious candidate because he ran on the corporate news media being the enemy of the people and then he didn't even he didn't even talk about pardoning the one person who was actually a good journalist who's actually Correct. telling us the truth. He talks about being a businessman. But we have Ross Ulbricht locked in prison for two and a half life sentences for creating an e-commerce site that the government couldn't touch. And he had the opportunity to give the finger to the establishment. Did he do it? No, Trump didn't do it. He's not a serious candidate. He's seriously telling you what you want to hear. And Biden is no better. I'm not saying he's the man. He's only there to stuff his pockets in the pockets of his family. So you can't tell me I'm not the serious candidate. I'm the serious candidate. You're not the serious candidate. They're not the serious candidate. And you are not seriously worried about America if you're voting for the same fucking people that have put us in this fucking predicament to start with. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of hearing that shit. Done. Well said. I don't know. What do you guys think? <laughs> well, when you look at the Republican uh, debate and they're asked about uh, the war in Ukraine and which, which one of them said... I'm pulling out immediately. This is over with. Zero. Uh, I think not a single Vivek? one. Vivek said something about moving the money around or something. Yeah, stop sending the money. But then he argued with Nikki Haley for 10 minutes about which one of them were going to suck the dick of Israel harder. Yep. America needs Israel. Which what Haley said. America needs Israel. And just like, wow, okay. Just, you know, one mm -hmm. question. We, we, get, we get the answer. You know, listen. There's a good argument <laughs> At there. least we get the truth right away. There's at a good argument honest. there that we need Taiwan more than we need Israel. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, can, yeah. I can understand the argument for defending Taiwan because, you know, up until yesterday, I didn't know we had the capacity to build those chips anywhere besides Taiwan. I'd 
I thought it was like the the fucking Coca-Cola formula, but it was locked up in Taiwan for microchips. Ah, Listen, it's because it wouldn't be an instantaneous switchover. You can't just go, okay, we're going to stop making them there. We're going to make them here now. There's a delay. They're saying the delay would be very detrimental. It would be catastrophic. Yeah. To to not have chips. Like even, even just chip shortages did. Like that oh, I run around, the car I run market, out of chips that every affected. night around two thirty after my favorite show's over. So I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> yeah, but but that that would be imagine that would a be field of Tesla ready to roll every, yeah. and they're missing one chip. Yeah, you can't every you can't sell them. You can't drive them. They're paperweights. We need to talk to Elon. without the chip. We need to talk to Elon. Elon, listen. how can we listen? Anytime you ask a question to Elon Musk about about technology and how we could do it better, he's always got an answer. Dude, Why isn't somebody? Or he'll pause. He'll pause and just kind of like look around for a minute. And then answer you, give you a two-minute answer that's exactly the right answer. Yeah, he's very smart, and I bet you he's got an answer for this. If I bet if somebody got sat down with Elon and was like, "Hey, Elon, how can we make these chips in America and stop making them in Taiwan so we can get rid of this tripwire for war with China?" Because that's all it is. Yep, he'd be like, "Well, you know, the, the... and then he'd <laughs> yeah, tell you, yes, and he'd give you like a whole I rundown on how to do it." And probably he'd be like, well, let me go see if I have enough money to get it done. You know what I mean? All right, like, yeah. You know, can we can we start making them in Haiti? Make it less of a shithole. No, no, no. Listen, listen. It's paperclip. We do paperclip 2.0, right? And take Cuba. We, ca- we, take, we take Taiwan. We, 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 we start in. doing it in El Salvador. Okay. All of a sudden, there's like their computers are just, their laptops are, there's no one there, just swinging chairs, right? We paperclip 2.0 all the Taiwanese people. We bring them here. Now we can make the chips here. Is that the problem? I don't. I don't think that. I think we, we think just that, give I, him I a chunk of Wyoming. I think it's all a fucking deflection, so that we can continue this. Listen, it's fake. And, it's and a one, fake. Okay. One, of the, one of the best things I've ever heard from Scott Horton, and he told me this, and I said it a couple times last night. I keep calling it a double fail safe, but that's not the, the correct term. We've had this since the Nixon era, right? With with Taiwan and China, is where it's. Imagine you're like you're like the little kid at school, but you got the big friend, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got the big <laughs> yeah. old friend. And you know you could talk shit to everyone at the school because your big-ass friend can beat up everyone you know, right? True. We're the big friend. America is the big friend, and Taiwan is the little friend, right? But for all these years, since the Nixon era, we've told Taiwan, don't fuck with China because we may not protect you. Right. And we've told China, don't fuck with Taiwan because we may go to war and protect Taiwan. And it's worked all these years. But, But now... Joe Biden has come out publicly like three different times and said, we will go to war with China over Taiwan, which is net. No president has ever said that because we've always had the devil fell safe. We've never had to worry about it. We've always done business with Taiwan. It's been fine. We've done business with China. It's been fine. But now we have a dumbass, demented president who has publicly stated, stated we'll go to war with China in a time where we're driving Russia into the arms of, of China. And G has like a hundred year plan. So is he thinking? Yeah, they have long you know, term economic. Plans. Yes. yes. So is he thinking? You know, we're gonna have eventual war with the United States. Why don't we do it now while they're weak and they have a weak leader? We're, we Rather than wait till we later when they reconfigure. And here's the thing. And and listen, if you want the truth, the truth is China ain't shit. China ain't shit. No. Everybody that's them. all fucking all all crazy about China right now. China ain't shit. They they have millions and millions 500 million people living in abject poverty their economy is not what you think it is it's trash it's a terrible fucking economy unoccupied city blocks they built and there's no people there cities cities not city blocks yeah cities cities they built entire they they so i learned this from scott horton yeah they built an entire mock-up 
of Paris, France. And it's completely uninhabited. Yeah. Complete, out in the fucking eastern desert somewhere. Yep. Completely uninhabited. Entirely uninhabited. Their economy is in shambles. They ain't shit. They ain't shit. So all we got to do is say, all right, Taiwan, you're on your own. We'd love to do business with you. If we can't, we'll make them here. That's it. That's it. That's all you have to do to not push a thermonuclear war. Dude. Period. Yep. Because China has hundreds of thermonukes. Russia has, what, 6,000? A lot. A lot. Okay. A and we have lot. a ton too, right? Okay, here's the thing. What do you think is going to happen? And I want to say this on TimCast so much last night. What do you think is going to happen when we roll a battle group over to Taiwan, which is 90 miles off the coast of, of China, 7,000 miles off the coast of America, Okay, we roll a fucking battle group over there. We got a couple of destroyers, a frigate, an LHG with some Marines just in case, and an aircraft carrier. What do you think is going to happen? They're going to sink an aircraft carrier. Yep. They're going to sink a fucking aircraft carrier. Do you know what the president of the United States of America is going to do if a country sinks an aircraft carrier? They're going to fucking fire nukes. Dude. We're going to go uh, warp, and, warp, not warp, uh, warp. And I have heard that's what it's going to be. That a lot of uh, upper level military people don't treat nukes with the same uh, gravity that the average person does. They just look at them as bigger bombs. Yeah. Listen. Yeah. Be honest. They are. Be honest here. Be honest. Ryan's that, that's what all, they are. The, the national average right now is a 20, 23% chance of a hot war with China. Much higher that we have a hot war with Russia. Okay. Currently, there's a 23% yeah. chance. That's a third of a chance that we have a war with China. Okay. If we roll a battle group 90 miles off the coast of China to protect Taiwan, we will have a sunken carrier battleship, probably a destroyed submarine, ballistic submarine. I'm talking. Major losses, thousands, thousands of Americans dead, and probably a lot more Chinese, okay? What do you think America will do if another country sinks a, a carrier? I mean, they'll go, they'll they'll go, go ape well, shit. I know what we'll They're do. going and nuclear. I, yeah. That's it. Yeah. We're going nuclear. America, Joe Biden will, will, ha will be forced into a position where he has to start a thermonuclear war. I'm sorry. I don't care who thinks that I'm pro-communist because I don't want to go to a thermonuclear war with fucking China, but hey, fuck you. I hate communists. I think they should be physically removed from society if we ever want to have a free society. But I can tell you that I don't live in China and I don't want a war with China because I have family here. I have kids here and I don't want my friends and family and, and my ex-shipmates from the Navy. I don't want them all to die in, in the Pacific just because we're worried about China having five more percent domination over the pacific because right now the pacific is a giant american lake that's all it is mm -hmm. that's all that we're worried about is them getting five percent of the pacific of the pacific mm -hmm. that's it that's all it is so why why are we going to have this big giant crazy discussion over taiwan which is just a tripwire for a war with china because really in reality all america cares about is keeping five percent of their control over the pacific that's it that's all it is it's insane to me, dude. So is the key is the key to the chip discussion with Taiwan. I'll admit I don't know enough about this, so I'm asking. Is the contention that China would take over Taiwan and then They're going seize production Taiwan. of those chips? I don't know and about the, the starve production. us of the chips. I don't think they would. Okay. I don't think they would. We I've do, heard that argument. I think, we I've do so much argument. business with China already. Yeah. Already, we do so much fucking trade with China, dude. 
Like, but we, gonna, yeah, I've heard a counter. I that's the that, counter argument I heard was they're doing trade with us. Why would they do that? They wouldn't. Why? You know, maybe they, maybe they would jack because up the price, right? We we would be at the whim of China until we got our own chip, uh, an alternative source of chip yeah. manufacturing. We already and maybe buy that's a goal. A, a large majority of our cheap shit that we need for America from China. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And look, do you want to go to war over a piece of fucking plastic, dude? Is that really what we want? Is that really what we've devolved into in America is protecting uh, our business interests in other countries instead of just going, you know what? We can make them here. No, no. That's what we've devolved into. And when we had the conversation about whether we're the bad guy or not, yes, yeah. we're the fucking bad guy. We are the bad guy. Well, his, his China's not any better, but we're the bad guy. Yes. And Tony's argument on that on the Sean Ryan show was he goes, you know, if we would have, if we'd be pumping Iraqi oil right now, if oil was a dollar twenty-five at the pumps, I would at least understand because that makes sense. Right. But he's like, no, we didn't do that. Listen, Bob we shut said- down their pumps there. We shut down their pumps there, so we would have to buy from the Saudis. Bastiat said it best, dude. When when goods and services are not allowed to cross borders, armies will. That's how yeah. it works, dude. That's how it's always worked. Without free trade and free markets and and diplomatic. Uh, uh, trading between countries, you go to war. That's how it's been, dude. You know, that's why Trump's tariffs were so bad because it was really pushing towards war. I mean, that's, this, is, this is what it's all about, man. And, and, you know, you could say that I'm not smart enough to run a, a fucking business, but I do know that diplomacy and friendship make a lot more sense than war and carnage and death and terror, okay? And every war in my lifetime has been over resources, trade every single one and that's hard to swallow dude that's a hard thing to swallow as a veteran who's been to one of those wars a hard fucking thing to swallow dude it's hard to come to terms with that if you're a veteran and you haven't come to that conclusion yet it's time it's time because no voice is more important in the anti-war movement than veterans who have actually been there sorry it's just the truth and, you, and when you were there in the moment i mean you were you weren't i think we maybe need to be clear you were young. You didn't realize that in the moment, correct? No, of course so not. So there's I was all these 17 years old. Yeah, when I joined there, the Navy, there's all thought, of these kids over here, shit. right? I so it was to protect my country. Some of our best minds, some of our most able-bodied uh, men, hopefully, right, are over there fighting our wars. They're in our military, and you know, don't be a bigot. You're you're supporting. <laughs> you want to support those guys, but at the same time, those guys are going to grow up and realize what were we doing? What were we actually? And that's starting to happen. You know, and you're, you're watching yeah, it happen. It's, it's, I'm 40. I joined yep. it 17, 23 years ago, I, right after 9-11. Yeah. And my country made me feel like the biggest patriot for going over to Iraq. But, but, but four, three months into Iraq, I was like, this isn't right. Yep. And I wish more veterans would stand up. And a lot of veterans do. That's the thing. Like, the most, the most like, focused and, and loud anti-war voices that I've ever seen are always veterans. Yep. Because they've been there. They've seen it. And, and listen, they killed a lot of bad dudes. Let's be very clear oh, here. Sure. Let's be very, I, you know, we're obviously libertarian here. We're anti-war. But if you want to just get, get down to brass tacks and look at numbers, yeah. pros and cons, yes, there were a lot of bad people over there, right? There were a lot of oppressed people. But they weren't American people. No. And it's, um, it's just time, bro. It's time for us to stand up and say no more of this bullshit. So when we're talking about, when we're talking about serious candidates, I don't want to hear anybody fucking tell me that I'm not a serious candidate. I am the only serious candidate that's running for this office right now. The only one. Because I'm the one who wants to end the wars. 
I'm the one who wants to take away the, the horrendous policies of the Federal Reserve. I'm the one who wants to stop subsidizing states to take away families from kids. I'm the one who wants to actually re, uh, address the criminal justice system. I'm the one who actually wants to stop foreign welfare. I'm the one who actually wants to stop corporate welfare. I'm the only one. The only one that means it when I say it. I am the serious candidate and I am the only serious candidate running for this office as far as high visibility goes right now. So other libertarian candidates, I'm sure, are serious. I'm sure Mike Dermat's serious too. Yeah. But maybe he's not. I don't know. But I do know that I, I'm getting the visibility. I have what it takes. And, and when it's a Republican and a Democrat tells me I'm not serious, fuck you. <laughs> serious. Well, I hope that answers the super chat. There wasn't a super chat. <laughs> yeah, we did get a couple super chats tonight. I appreciate that. We yeah. used to like the super chats a lot. I'm watching Tim Pool's super chats coming in going, damn, man, yeah. it must be nice. <laughs> There's one guy in there spamming the chat, and every couple of uh, tweets or every couple of chats, he drops a $100 super chat the whole show. I was like, geez, man, it must be nice. Very nice. Yeah, very nice. Very nice. Well, uh, we're going to get going. We're about at hour 15 now, and I guess we're not getting a guest tonight. Sorry, guys. Yeah, he, he else, didn't show up. He bailed on us. I, I think it was good. I don't think we need it. I think we, I think we needed a, uh, I think we needed a show like that. It was, a, it was cathartic for me to get some of that stuff out because I didn't get the chance to say it like that yeah. last night. I messed yeah. up a few things last night, too. I, I really wanted to talk about the rogue province thing and how hypocritical it is between the Ukraine and China thing. Yeah. I started mentioning it and I just totally like biffed my words and I felt I felt so good. But I was nervous. Like the first forty five to fifty minutes of that show, I was like, You guys mm -hmm. have no idea I was fucking nervous. That's like, the part I'm gonna I, get caught I up on. I haven't idea. seen I that could, part. I could tell. <laughs> I'm like million a million people are gonna see this. I cruised in at like fifty minutes, so I was I said I think I sent you on some Twitter. I'm like, Oh, you're crushing it, dude. This is awesome. Maybe I'll watch the first forty five. <laughs> yeah, the last hour I'll send you new the last text. hour and twenty minutes I went hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. fun. I had I'll send you new text the first tomorrow. Forty five to fifty minutes. But I did say I did say that I thought it was hypocritical and I'm gonna i I'm gonna try to articulate this the right way now. Sure. Um, Currently, we're telling China they're not allowed to reclaim their their rogue province because Taiwan's the ah, and and somebody in the right. chat said that they're, Taiwan's not a rogue Taiwan is a rogue yeah, province. It is. Yeah. it is a rogue province that pulled away from China, and it it is uh it is ethnically Chinese, and um and uh China wants that rogue province back. They really do. it's a five hundred year history. It's not don't it's get been involved going for a long time. Yeah, who cares? It's their shit. But it's a rogue province. Yep, it is a rogue province. And I don't care if you think that makes me not a libertarian to say that's the truth of the matter. It was a province, China, China, and they they yep. left China. China wants it back. I get that. I'm not saying that's right. Okay, but they we're telling be China. Able to leave. But we're telling China as a separate country. Yep. We will fuck you up if you take your rogue province back. Yep. Meanwhile, meanwhile, <laughs> Ukraine is trying to take their rogue province back. Yep. And their rogue province is ethnically Russian, and they want to be a part of fucking Russia. And we're telling Russia. Give them their rogue province back. Yep. And that's how I meant to say it on, on Tim yep. on Timcast last night. But I got jumbled and I was nervous. But that's the truth. We're telling Ukraine that they can get their rogue province back and we'll protect them. We'll protect them. Even though they're ethnically Russian and they want to be part of Russia, you can go get them and we'll protect you. Meanwhile, we're telling China, fuck off. Don't, don't go after that rogue province. How hypocritical do you have to be? Perfect clown world fucking policy. It's insane. From insane the United States, insane clown world. Anyways, you guys got anything before we go? Follow me on Twitter at bulldoggamer28. I am so close to that 300 follower mark, which is insane. Yeah, you guys because, go follow my homie Ryan. He he's got a fire tweet every once in a while. Oh yeah, I forgot something. What? We did forget one thing. What? The Jacksonville shooter. Yeah, I don't. 
don't know. Uh, we shouldn't end on a bad note. No, we'll we'll bring oh, it up on okay. the next show. Yeah. Next week. Okay. Yeah. Uh like, comment, subscribe, share the show. Yeah, please uh, share AJ, our show. Yeah, Listen, AJ threw off my mojo. I well, it was funny Sorry, dude. I, was, I was watching Tim close out the show and open the show last night and mm-hmm. he's really good about like yep. you know, we only exist by word of mouth. Mm-hmm. I think we try to put on a pretty good show here for you. Yeah, we built a really we nice studio. We do. We try to do it right. We got good audio, good video, all that stuff. I, I'm even able to work on the audio on the fly. Mm-hmm. True. When I boomer it, saw it tonight. Um, but we don't get any traction if you guys don't help us by sharing clips, liking, you know, all that stuff. So if you can, please, if you're hearing this, go to the YouTube, share the video around, help us, help us get out there. I think we made some really pertinent points tonight. And, and I think that I think that we try to we try to give you a good show. So if you can help us, we only grow by word of mouth. And we would like to get 1.5 million subscribers on on YouTube as, yeah. as well. That would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we could do the show full time. <laughs> so mm-hmm. and that'd be nice, you know. I'd give I'd be very happy to give everybody five nights a week and a bunch Josh of. Josh would stuff. probably buy us Bud Light Chiladas every week. Every week I'd have Bud Light Chiladas for you. That would be their paycheck, and they would love it. <laughs> you got anything before we go, AJ? Uh, follow me on Twitter. Poison underscore tip. Yeah. Poison underscore tip on Twitter. And uh yeah, I, I post my uh, I post my TikToks there now. So you don't have to follow me on TikTok. That's yeah. fine. He he posts his TikToks and his nudes. I uh, yeah, feet pics. Feet pics. Uh yep. I, I have gotten a thousand new followers on Twitter since yesterday. Holy shit, that's a yeah. good bump. It's a good bump. We that's have gotten about thirty to forty new subscribers on the YouTube as well. I didn't pump the YouTube on Timcast, and I should have. Dude, I did it in the after show. Yep, uh, but I yep. should have done it in the, the main show. And the reason why I I was thinking about it, and I was like, man, we compete with Tim Pool every Thursday. Oh, that's right. Really, what we do every Thursday, we compete. And that's so maybe it was good it. that you didn't say anything. They do the show at seven our time, seven to nine our time. And we started our show at 7.30. Yeah. And it's the only time I can really do the show is after work. Um, unless you guys help us share this and get 1.5 million subscribers and then we make it a full-time job. I'll do the show twice a day. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, we'd, we'd sit around and do the show all the time yeah. and make clips and have all the time in the world and producers and stuff, too. Because he's got a fucking team. Like, a 30-person, like, payroll team. Like he has, it's just crazy to me. He has he's a got full-time a staff. He's got a farmer. Dude. Yeah. Literally a lady yeah. who takes care of the chickens. Okay? His 90 chickens in Chicken City, bro. Listen, he's listen, got, guys. Listen, guys. Check it out. He's got an official chicken washer. Yeah. <laughs> Check, this out. Chicken washer. Check this article on BuzzFeed. Yeah. It's, uh, lady it's washes he's chickens. Got a real, he's got a real good thing going there, dude. I mean, I, yeah. I'm, I'm envious of, of what Tim's got. That's great. I would love to get any... I would love to get half as close to what he does. As he him. is so fucking cool. I just... If I can say one thing to Tim... I know he's not listening. It's fine. Just... Just... You can lose the beanie, dude. We're totally cool. Like, like I'm totally cool skater, with that. I he, I totally get it. On and shit. He's but I just think in the I think at some point we will have a beanie list temple. I don't think so. Really? I think he enjoys his beanie too much. He likes the beanie man. Doing great. Okay. Anyways, that's fine. Love you guys all to death. Uh, thank you for hanging out with us. I'm sorry that our guest didn't show up tonight. I'll I'll uh, I'll find us a good guest for next Thursday. Maybe we'll have Travis Crew on. Maybe we'll get maybe I'll call up Phil Lamonte and see if we can get him on or something. But uh, until then, don't forget to break cycle. Due to legal reasons I just have to explain The lyrics of my last song may seem to contain A violent call to action in the verse of the frame But I just spent it in Minecraft The helicopter part was in reference to GTA 5 in the
the things you do So when any violence you commit I am not an excuse Because I just landed in Minecraft But Chipper is my friend And he's constantly cold Accusations of incitement Getting totally old Make your own choices Yeah, you have control Because I just landed in Minecraft Obviously I would never advocate force Unless it's due process And a trial, of course And if you're convicted We will make you a corpse In Minecraft, just in Minecraft Nothing I mean, you know it. No product 